Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Hey, it's nice to have everything semi-put together. It's almost you know, there. It's coming together. The, the, the Fed haters hanging out with us in the Fed Haters Club, we've been talking to them for about 15 minutes now about life, all sorts of important things. They get to see right now what this current studio setup looks like. I'm I'm not proud of it yet. I'll tell you that. It's not there. It's a work in progress. But it's enough that we can at least run the cameras today. Yesterday, we couldn't run the cameras. Mm. And you guys want to know a, a secret to why we couldn't run cameras? Because I was up all night researching USB-C cables, whether or not I need to get a different one. And I even came in and I told Charlie, I said, oh, we just don't have the right cables. That's what's going on. Well, it turns out I hadn't hit the uh, allow on permissions for connecting the video board to the uh, laptop. Mm. And that's why it wouldn't read the camera yesterday and why nothing would work. And so my bad. Mm, it is your bad. Today is Wednesday, which means it's technically White Pill Wednesday. And on White Pill Wednesday, what we do is we take our terrible, awful, godforsaken world that we live in and we try to talk about how everything's going to be fine yeah because you know what charlie everything is going to be fine geez at one point in time there were holocausts and holodomores and all sorts gulags. of lags there are gulags all these things going on there There's were still some of those and out there you know and at that time when those things were going on and say stuff was going on in like the early 1940s People in Hiroshima were like, God, this world sucks. And then, of course, things can always get worse. We know that, especially for them. That was going on during, I mean, people were alive, and they probably didn't even think that the world was as bad as we think it is right now. Mm. What I'm saying is there's a chance, and also go outside, touch the grass, remember that there's a real world out there, not just Twitter, I'm talking to myself right now, okay, mm. because I essentially live on Twitter, and it's ruined my outlook on everything. It's White Pill Wednesday, which means we're going to talk about good things after we talk about bad things. We have a mixed bag it's today. very, very mixed. It's this necessary is, to have. It's This is kind of a white pill, but I don't like the, uh, the reason, um, even though I think some of the reason is BS. But, you know, we've had all these corporations getting behind all these movements, We've, we've got people getting behind, I'm just going to call them the victims plus movements. Well, the, and that can just be all-encompassing, anyone who sees themselves as a victim. And Target's been one of the recent ones. They've got this pride section mm. in the store. Uh, yeah. I saw it the other day. I've seen videos of it. I haven't gone into Target. I mean, okay, so there was a video that was... But that, I know that they're making like bikini bottoms with extra room. It's a tuck 
you know, bottoms. just in case. Yeah. Just in case, you know, you got the, the extra now, now from things. Just I, extra stuff. Just extra stuff there that doesn't normally fit in bikini bottoms. Like what? What <laughs> like, are you talking about? I I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I'm, right. yeah, because I, how could I understand it? You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't yeah. get it. Uh, and uh, I think there was a little bit of, I wouldn't say misinformation, but some misunderstanding I saw that there were tuck bottoms for children. Yeah. And then when I went and looked at the actual videos and things, they weren't showing you tuck bottoms for children. They were actually just normal bikinis. But they still had a pride section. People didn't like it. People got upset. And apparently people also were mean and threatening to people that were working at Target. That's the thing that I don't don't think is good. I don't think that you should... Uh, threaten people or confront the people who are working at Target because Target corporate has this pride section at their store. So I do want to come out and just be against that. Do do what's normal, which is their stock price is declining and people are going to boycott Target, uh, some people, and uh, vote with your dollars if mm-hmm. that's how you feel. If you don't like what a company is doing, don't shop there. There's an article that's in the really stack. easy. Yeah, that's what I do think people And don't take your kids do. there. Where do you go though? Other like Target is a a thing. That's where Lacey and I go to hang out. Amazon. You know? Amazon. Yeah. You what if out? they do something? They sell they they probably sell worse than that on Amazon. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you uh, I don't know. Walmart? Does Walmart have a big kids pride section out there? I don't think so. I mean, I don't like Target's clothes anymore can't, anyway. Can't drink Bud Light. <laughs> can't go to Target. There ain't nowhere else we can go in the world today, man. They should put, you know what you should do. Listen, go out with your friends. Take a few of your friends. Each of you fill up a cart with Bud Light cases from Target, okay? Go over to the Pride section and then stack all of the Bud Lights up like it's a part of the Pride selection at Target. <laughs> I really think that this is a winning strategy yeah. for a video. Uh, who's your target? Hey, my, my target, like the super targets, they got, I got groceries and stuff there. Mm-hmm. They sell beer at the ones that we have. Target pulls some LGBTQ plus merchandise from stores ahead of June pride month after threats to workers. Now they are framing this in perhaps the most perfect way that they could in this situation. They're framing it as, well, this is a threat to our workers. Mm-hmm. This is a danger for our workers. And therefore we have to pull these things. Not the declining stock price. No, it's not. It's not that there's boycotts and stuff. The boycotts, the huge upheaval. This is yeah. a safety issue because the extreme right wing is dangerous and and terrorists, and so we're just trying to protect our workers. I don't understand why people can't grasp the simple comment that or the simple concept that Michael Jordan said I know. a long time ago that Republicans buy sneakers too, right? Like people, it's like. It's like forcing religion down people's throat. It's the same thing because this is a religion to these folks. So it's like, if you don't affirm mm-hmm. my feelings, I'm going to shove them down your throat. To be fair, a lot of this, I think, is a reaction to religious people trying to force their religion down people's throats. And uh, This is still forcing religion down people's throats. It, it still is. Yeah. It's a, it's a pendulum swinging back and forth. You know? Just don't call it religion. It's overcompensation. 
Yeah. From ABC, you see what happened. God turned his lights down like we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. See yeah. how much darker the, the cameras got? Got a little dark. Target is removing certain items from its store and making other changes. Is to that its... because we're talking about LGBTQ+. Uh, might be. Yeah. Uh, changes to its LGBTQ plus merchandise nationwide ahead of Pride Month after an intense backlash from some customers, including violent confrontations with its workers. Quote, since introducing this year's collection, we've experienced threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being while at work. Now, in this, it's all going to be corporate speak from Target. They're not mentioning the fact that also people are boycotting Target, and there's tons of videos going around. It's trending on Twitter, I believe, uh, right now, or at least my Twitter uh, boycott Target was trending. That's not it. That's Ayn Rand. Uh, boycott Target was trending with quite a few tweets behind it, and you can just scroll through here and see all these articles and all these people talking about Target and boycotting it. They're not going to mention that. This is a safety threat, and so therefore they have mm-hmm. to pull some of the merchandise. Either way, I really hope that corporations will learn the Michael Jordan model of Air Jordans and that Republicans buy sneakers too. I don't think that you should cut off an entire market from your from your products. I, it's not a good business decision. And hopefully the corporations will realize that this whole ESG, DEI push uh, that they've been giving into is not going to be good for their shareholders in the long run. If you look at what's happening with Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch and all their products, I don't know if they're going to recover from this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. I, you still see it all over the place. People are still talking about it. I just, I just heard Kevin O'Leary talking about it again, and he mentioned this is months later now, and we're still talking about this thing that Bud Light did. Normally, it lasts a week, and then it goes away. This is like a lasting thing. You've attacked people's, people's man card. They're mm-hmm. drinking beer being a man, you know, and they, they really screwed themselves up. I just don't think that we need to deal with these. We, we need to constantly deal with the woke preaching from the corporations. And I hope enough of them will eventually learn that lesson. Now, this is from ABC too. I just want, I want to give you the language of what oh, they yeah. have here. <laughs> Target declined to say which items it was removing, but among the ones that garnered the most attention were the quote, tuck friendly women's swimsuits that allow trans women who have not had gender-affirming operations to conceal their private parts. This is what... The way they frame it. They allow trans women who have not had gender-affirming operations. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. They speak... If you're a woman, you don't need an operation to fit into a bikini bottom. That's... Charlie... We're going to lose all of our sponsors if you keep saying stuff like Probably. that. Probably. Come on. Also, designs by Ab, Abprelin, Ab, Abprelin, a London-based company that designs and sells occult and satanic-themed LGBTQ plus clothing and accessories have also created backlash. Hmm. So, um, they, they keep framing it this way, by the way, Charlie. Later on, like in the article... <laughs> In the article where they're talking about them pulling this merchandise, of course, do the, the death threats, they then go to explain, well, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills that have gone before state legislatures since the start of the year. And they're just trying to let everyone know whose fault this actually is mm-hmm. and what fight we're all fighting. Yeah. At the end of the day, the people that are upset and boycotting are the ones, I think, that will win this battle yeah. if they stick to it 
It says, uh, these efforts focus on health, particularly gender-affirming health care for transgender youth. Yeah, because we want you to stop messing with the kids. <laughs> if, you want, if you're a dude and you want to be a woman and you're over the age of 18, have at it. Don't try to convince kids to Hack do away. the same thing. You know? It's weird. I'll it, never it, understand it, it. It's because it... Hmm, I don't know how to put this. Well, there's a few things. Misery loves company. True. And, um, you know, you, the, these people obviously don't feel good about themselves. And that is true. They don't feel good about themselves. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with that. And um, they think that it's because, well, one way to get attention is to say that you're the wrong gender. And then, of course, you want more people like you out there so that you have someone to relate to. And what better way than to groom a child mm -hmm. to grow up in that way as well, so that now you're just, you have more of you out there. And also because they're probably also maps, minor attracted persons. Oh, that some of them. Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say some of them. Yeah. Now, um, Gavin. And, and it's disgusting. And I, I refuse to back down from this garbage. I'm there with you, man. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do it either. Uh, Gavin Newsom said the CEO of Target, Brian Cornell, selling out the LGBTQ plus community to extremists is a real profile in courage. This isn't just a couple stores in the South. There is a systematic attack on the gay community happening across the country. Wake up, America. This doesn't stop here. You're black. You're Asian. You're Jewish. You're a woman. You're next. They are going to get rid of all of the women's clothing at Target. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be no clothing for blacks at Target. Mm -hmm. And I'm sick of seeing all these Asian sections at Target, too. This is so weird. You know what I think? If you want to sell, I just think it's so weird that we make it a thing. Why do we have to make it a thing? You make it a thing so you can draw attention to the fact that you're making this a thing and it makes you look good. If you want to sell rainbow clothing, whatever it is, just put it on the shelves with the other clothing that's out there. You know, it's just normal. Oh, hey, I like the rainbow thing. The reason they put it out there is why people get upset. They put it out there so they can draw attention to the fact that they put it out there in order to make themselves look better. And that is why people fight back against it, because of the actual reasoning behind why it's out there. It's not to sell it, and it's specifically in this thing. It is a signal of virtue that they want everyone to see when they're walking through the store. That's purely what it is. And not only that, I agree with what Costco says here. There's been a systemic attack on women from the T part of the LGBT community for years now. Where are the women's rights people? Oh, there's some out there. They're not upset. No, there's there's turfs the out there, Charlie. Those terrible, terrible people. Yeah. Um, but they're not they're obviously not supported no. by by these corporations or anything like that. Bailey says we're in the kitchen <laughs> raising babies. <laughs> I didn't say that. A woman said that. Yeah. Self-proclaimed woman. So not that I know what that is. The next thing, uh, like we said, this is a mix and match episode. We're not exactly in white pills yet, as you can probably tell. It's a semi-white pill, the fact that yeah. they're pulling the merchandise. The next one is not exactly a white pill at <laughs> all, except for the fact that I think... We are going, we are pushing ourselves to the end, I hope, and I, and I believe we will push ourselves to the end of this virtue signaling 
extravaganza that's been going on with these corporations because they are going to find that they used to make a lot more money and they used to sell a lot more tickets to their games or uh, they used to sell a lot more beer uh, to people and, and now they're not. And I think we will push ourselves to the end of this whole woke virtue signaling thing. There's an interesting story that's gone on with the Dodgers. I don't know if y'all are following. A lot of people are talking about this confusing story because they had originally, they had originally invited this group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Mm. And then some people got upset about that. And so they disinvited these Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence for the, for the, this is for annual Pride Night. And then people got upset about that. And so now they've reinvited the Sisters of <laughs> Perpetual Indulgence. For the Pride Night. And now people are upset about that. And now people are upset about yeah. that. And now... Here's a simple life lesson. You can't please everyone. Don't try. No. Yeah. For, um, all, of, for all of the people pleasers out there, it's impossible. Um, you're not going to please everyone. And you just have to do what is right. This is also kind of a dumb bleep. But as I said, I, I think we are getting to the point where companies are going to figure this whole thing out. And at least that you can't go back and forth because now everyone's just mad. There's nothing that they can do to make all these people happy. Uh, from The Guardian, the L.A. Dodgers announced that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a well-known San Francisco order of queer and trans nuns that has existed since the 1970s, are once again welcome at the team's annual Pride Night. Last week, the baseball team rescinded the group's invitation after a Republican senator from Florida wrote a letter accusing the Sisters of being anti-Christian activists accuse them of being anti-Christian activists. Mm -hmm. Keep that word, those words in mind. The group, which does charitable and protest work, in addition to its street drag show performances, was set to receive an award during a ceremony before a June 16th game against the Giants. Some conservative Roman Catholics and politicians, including Marco Rubio, has accused the group of mocking nuns and the Christian faith. Those are some wild accusations going on. Um, how wild are the accusations? Let's look at a couple of things. And so, listen, there's probably the, the drag show side of this, and then maybe there's the charitable out there helping uh, homeless AIDS victims out there. Okay? I don't, I don't know which one it is. I wouldn't say that I know a lot about them. Here's a sign that says, can I get a gay man? I'm not going to say it isn't, you know, clever or funny. <laughs> and uh, it's, uh, it's interesting photos. What about videos, though? I bet there's videos of some of their pro-Christian activism that they're doing out there. In the community. It's definitely not anti-Christian. Jesus. I, <laughs> nice. God. Yeah, and so here's a guy... Um, up on a cross, and it kind of looks like he's being <clears throat> crucified, but I don't think that's what's happening. We'll see. You see, this part was cut out of the Bible, I guess. I 
I feel gross just watching this. Well, ugh. that's because you're a bigot. Okay, so that's just one weird random example of a uh, performance. Seems to be adult-themed uh, performance uh, around someone who's pretending to be crucified. They do a lot of stuff uh, that would be offensive to people who are Catholics, like dressing up as nuns and doing their drag shows uh, as well. And they're coming back to the game now. What I think the Dodgers really did wrong was not just deciding what they wanted and, and going with it. Instead, they invited, and then they disinvited, and then they re-invited, and now everyone is going to be upset about this. There's no way anyone's going to be happy from this specific scenario. The thing that I wonder, the thing that I wonder is, what, you know, what would people on the left be saying if they were doing this, say, about the Prophet Muhammad? You think it would be the same, the same love and understanding and respect? No. <laughs> Probably not the same thing at all. Now, what I'm wondering also is if they're going to stick to it this time. You know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people that are Catholics out there, and they do seem to be fairly anti-religious, uh, which is fine. Like, personally, I don't care. But I wonder what signal this team is sending to what people. What people are they trying to make happy, and what people are they saying that they don't care whether or not they're happy? What I want to see is if this affects their ticket sales, if this affects their fan base, and I, what I want to see is all of this crap stopping. And you see enough ridiculous crap like this. Now, they're not going to do that crucifixion drag show like out there on the diamond or anything. That's not what I'm saying is going to happen. Even in, in anywhere out there. They're just going to give them an award. That's fine. But I just wonder if this is going to change the way that corporations do things with the Target thing, the Dodgers thing, the Bud Light thing, all of these other companies. I'm done with it. I I also don't understand pride, like the pride part. I don't either. Like, why are you so proud I've, to be <clears throat> part of a marginalized community? I've thought about say. this, and I have an answer for it. Okay. It's because for a long period of time, and you could even say now for a long period of time, it was so heavily looked down upon by so many people, and you were made to feel shame for what you were doing, and that that, that was the the focus, like you should be ashamed of who you are. And that, that could just be for, for being gay or whatever. And so that's what I think pride came from, that we're not going to feel shame about who we naturally are. We should be proud of who we are. But then here's the problem. It, it's true. Uh, you shouldn't just go out shaming people. Maybe some of you might, might disagree. Um, now, of course, when it comes to the kids thing and the trans thing, yeah, yeah, let's shame everyone. All right, it should definitely do that. Um, but I think that's where pride came from. I just think now it's gone too far. Like, don't you think? Way too far. A little too far? Way too far. <clears throat> you know, shame is an interesting thing. Um, I think uh, Brene Brown has done a lot of research on shame, which I find fascinating. Um, but also I'm kind of torn on shame because... You know, when you, um, I don't know, let's say you are attracted to minors and you want to, um, you know, have sexual relationships with them. 
I don't think that shame should be off limits. No. For something like that. No, that's why I said when it comes to it, kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think I understand Brene's research a lot on the fact that, um, you know, we shame people for certain things that maybe we shouldn't um, because it does more damage than it does good and doesn't actually help the person. But there are some things that are absolutely abhorrent that we should that we should not hold back at all Yeah, uh, what the truth is. And, um, you know, even from a Christian perspective, it seems as if um, Paul shamed a lot of the early churches for their, you know, their behavior. Yeah. If you go back and, and read some of the New Testament. So it's an interesting thing that I don't quite know yet. I, d- I don't, I, you know, I don't understand really where I fall on it, but I think... Um, I think that it's something that needs to be looked into a little more because I think that it's, I I think it's an important thing because, you know, we don't really want, we don't want people to shape their lives out of fear, but there is a healthy amount of fear. That's a good thing. Well, you want, keeps people, um, from, I don't know turning into uh, tribal murderers. Well, I think there should be positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement for certain actions. Our problem as a society is uh, what actions do we decide deserve that positive and negative reinforcement? And really when it came to like the the gay community and the clear uh, discrimination that I would say would be unwarranted for sure, especially in in the privacy of your own homes, I, I think that people went too far at that time in, in shaming individuals, and I think that's how the Pride movement erupted out of uh, that scenario. But it doesn't mean that you should never shame certain things. We just have to, different people draw the line in different places. There's still people that are going to draw that someone being gay and getting married to a gay partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there'll be people like us who just draw it at, uh, you're dancing almost naked in front of kids, and telling them that if they like uh, playing with dolls, that they should uh, get this tuck swimsuit, mm. you know? And uh, I'm, I'm fine with shaming that. Toad's yep. fine with it. All right, so, next up from Newsweek, um, Black Lives Matter risks going bankrupt. Oh, now we've made it to the white pill section. Now we've made it to the white <laughs> pill. So Black Lives Matter risks going bankrupt after running an $8.5 million deficit last year, financial disclosures indicate. Hmm, how did that happen? The Black (laughs) Lives Matter Global Network Foundation saw the value of investment accounts fall by almost $10 million in the most recent tax year, according to a copy of its tax return. The nonprofit's latest Form 990 shows that a loss of just over $961,000 was logged on a security sale of $172,000. The disclosure suggests a year of missteps for the foundation as well as dramatic drop in donations. Donations amounted to about $9.3 million for its period between July 1 and June 30th of 2022, while net assets stood at about $30 million. By comparison, the period between 2020 and 2021, the organization reported donations of nearly $77 million, while mm. net assets amounted to $42 million, suggesting a sizable drop in both categories. They need um, they they need some protests. They need to something to happen. I I don't want to go all the way through the process of saying what they need, mm-hmm. but they need it. 
This does not necessarily mean the organization is headed toward insolvency. However, if the revenues continue as they are after the windfall from 2020 and 2021, they cannot maintain the spending level from 2022 indefinitely. So the organization would need to shrink its spending footprint to be sustainable. Now that that's, is a, that's weird. That's a weird concept. Let's just borrow. You're saying that they can't continue with the amount of money that they're that they're bringing in. They can't continue spending the amount that they're spending, and so therefore they're going to have to decrease the amount that they're spending to be sustainable mm. into the future. That sounds weird, huh? Sounds backwards. Now this, uh, I wanted to they should just borrow. <laughs> I wanted to roll this into to an idea. First off, they've wasted a lot of money. Okay, the person who was originally run, I believe her name was Patrice uh, Colors, I think, uh, was her name. Uh, seems like enriching herself quite a bit and her family off of the money that was coming in. And this is the thing. you got to manage the money properly or you'll lose a lot of donations. I don't think it's just because there haven't been mass protests. I think it's because people don't trust BLM as an organization anymore because they've seen what happened with the person running the organization enriching herself and her family. And so they decide they're going to give to, there were also families saying, where's this money from Black Lives Matter going? You know, they're not doing anything to actually help the community out here, except for organizing protests where we burn our community. You know, that's burn businesses, loot. About the only thing that happens. And I wanted to remind everyone that I personally believe the government should be run like a charity. I do think that we need a government, okay? I'm sorry, I'm not an anarchist. I think there has to be, I think there needs to be that power structure. There will always be that power structure is is really why. But I don't believe in forced taxation. I think that it should be voluntary contributions to the government. That would be so amazing. It, it would. Yeah. And if they did things that you thought they should be doing, you would consider giving them those donations if you really needed their services, like all of the other organizations that people donate to because of the good things that I, they do. I would even start with like a forced donation. So, yeah. But like you get to choose. You can, you can actually earmark yeah. your spending for specific things. Yes. I think that would be interesting too. Be amazing. Um, this conversation really, so, so our friend Brad Palumbo from Base Politics uh, was talking about uh, when you, when you, I believe he was talking about the non-aggression principle and not using force against anyone. And doesn't that mean that by default you have to be an anarchist because taxes are inherently taken through force? And so therefore, that means you're just an, an anarchist. He says, uh, for example, I'm someone who believes we need a government to provide a national defense, police, and a handful of other things. Obviously, that requires some level of taxation and therefore force. So what? A, so if this is the litmus test for the LP, it's essentially, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but anarchist. I wanted to play this video from, oh, not this. We already watched that. <clears throat> it's enough of that. From Ayn Rand on Phil Donahue talking about voluntary government funding. And of course, I always bring up the response that that gets from the audience, but I think it, it means something. You're against taxes, forced taxation? Uh, that would be the last reform that I would advocate. But you don't really think it's going to be possible to have a community of men without forced man mandated taxes? No, I, I wrote it, and it, I won't go into details, about an alternative, which would be voluntary taxation voluntary contributions to the government because we need you the government. Do you know why they're going, oh, 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 because they don't think any, see, it won't work. 
oh, not if, if you had to contribute 90% or even 50% of your income. That wouldn't work. But the government doesn't cost that much. The government's proper function is only to protect your rights. And that means to protect men from those who initiate force. So the government protects uh, the peace, internal peace, that means the policemen. Uh, the government runs the army and navy, protection from outside forces, yeah. and law courts, so that citizens who disagree can settle their disputes peace peacefully. That's the only functions of government. Amen. I've always brought up Amen. how people laugh after she says voluntary contributions to the government and and when you really think hard about what that means is that people know that we don't truly value what the government does as much as the amount of money that the government takes from us and spends. Mm -hmm. And so there is no way that they would be able to continue on doing what they are doing right now because the people do not place that much value on it, which means they need to stop doing a lot of the things that they do. And if you actually ran them like a charity, and I'm using BLM for this because people lost trust in BLM, uh, they didn't fulfill what their duties were, or goals were, they're losing money, they're losing donations, they're spending too much, they could file bankruptcy, or they have to shrink its spending, the spending, or they're going to go bankrupt. And that is how the government should be run. And if we like what they do, then we can keep it. <laughs> afterwards. That's right. <laughs> All right. How about a couple uh, good things before we, we get out? Well, you know what, Charlie, before we get to this, there's one that you would like maybe a little bit more because it has to do with a Supreme Court justice. Now, this was from late last week that this came out, but this is a white pill yeah. uh, episode. All right. <clears throat> COVID emergency orders are among greatest intrusions on civil liberties. Justice Gorsuch's, Gorsuch's says... Now, of course, this is a Trump appointee, so mm -hmm, this is mm -hmm. probably Nazi propaganda. The dude got three justices in four years. <laughs> That's crazy. Does that make him worth it, by the way? Ah. Imagine if we went through the COVID I so. pandemic. I think so. And Hillary had one, and she had appointed two or three justices during that time. And then we went through the COVID pandemic afterwards. Imagine what things would look mm. like. Yeah. It'd be mm. way different. The Supreme Court got rid of a pandemic-related immigration case with a single sentence. Justice Neil, Gor Justice Neil Gorsuch had a lot more to say, leveling harsh criticism of how governments from small towns to the nation's capital responded to the gravest public health threat in a century. The Justice, a 55-year-old conservative... <laughs> Justices are supposed to be nonpartisan, by the way. So it's I funny how they can just label him a conservative. <laughs> Um, he called emergency measures taken during the COVID-19 crisis that killed more than 1 million Americans, perhaps the greatest intrusions on civil liberties in the peacetime history of this country. Now look at how they framed that. Called emergency measures taken during the COVID-19 crisis that killed more than 1 million Americans, mm -hmm. the greatest intrusions on civil liberties. They have to qualify it like that. He pointed to orders closing schools, restricting church services, mandating vaccines, and prohibiting evictions. His broadside was aimed at local, state, and federal officials, even his colleagues. Quote, executive officials across the country issued emergency decrees on a breathtaking scale. One lesson might be this. Fear and the desire for safety are powerful forces. 
They can lead to a clamor for action, almost any action, as long as someone does something to address a perceived threat. A leader or an expert who claims he can fix everything if only we do exactly as he says can prove an irresistible force. Another possible lesson, he wrote, The concentration of power in the hands of so few may be efficient and sometimes popular, but it does not tend toward sound government. Now, that's a, those are really great statements to hear from a current sitting Supreme mm-hmm. Court justice. Yeah, um, this is a, a fantastic white pill. I mean, he he listed exactly what the problem was during COVID, and it's actually the problem that we have all the time, that that fear and desire for safety are powerful forces. And exactly what he said afterwards, that people want action. And it's not just the action that's actually going to solve the problem. They want any action. Anyone who says that we should take an action and says that this action is going to solve whatever the thing is that they're scared of they will do it. And it doesn't matter if it's actually going to do it. It doesn't matter if he's actually going to solve that problem. They just want the action. And as Dave said here, just do something, or we have to do something, or at least they're doing something. Mm -hmm. Because people perceive those things as actually uh, meaningful meaningful actions that are going to produce a certain amount of safety to quell the fear that they have. It doesn't work. It's never worked. I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just that. That's basically what I was saying. It doesn't work, and it's never worked. We I, we can't put our lives in the hands of people who claim, as he says here, that they're going to fix everything. And they no, never just, fix everything, by the way. Just trust in me. You know, look how benevolent I am. I am the hero. I can fix all your problems. And it's mm. weird. They just keep that power. They never fix anything, but they keep promising to fix things afterwards. You know, I heard, um, speaking of the do something idea, we just have to do something. Um, I heard, I think it was Josh Hawley, and he was on Dave Rubin, and he was saying Republicans' big mistake in 2022 was that they didn't promise to give anyone anything, that the Democrats were out there saying, you know, we promised we're going to do this for you. And the Republicans, they didn't give anyone this this promise of what they were going to do for them. And I think there's truth and not truth to that statement. Uh, you want to give people a vision for the future, but you don't want to get in the habit of telling people that you're going to do the specific thing for them as a government official that's going to make their life better, unless you're saying that you are going to work to decrease the power of the government and that their lives are going to get better afterwards. Not new federal programs, not new laws, new regulations, new subsidies, stuff like that. Not what the left is doing all the time and actually the right most of the time as well. They just don't advertise it quite as much. Those aren't things that we need to do. We need people who will promise to get the government out of the way, and then you'll have a better life afterwards. And that's the promise that people need to have. Problem is, that's scary. That's scary for people. Mm -hmm. That leads to them being fearful of the future. They want to at least feel like someone's there protecting them all the time, making sure that their life is going to be better. I don't quite... I don't quite... uh, Align with that. Sorry, Bailey. See, Bailey keeps us on the white pill part. You started going dark. Hey, look at look at God's light. It's going dark on us too. It. He did turn <laughs> down the lights just a little bit. Okay, fine. How's this? Well, you say you want a white pill. How's this for a white pill? Here's just a single little post that's going to change a bunch of people's lives. Starlink posting that they've got Starlink out there in the Amazon. Hmm. Okay. Now, this is cool. I won't 
However, bring in some of the... Except their minds might be corrupted <laughs> well, exactly. by Twitter. I wasn't going to say that, but that's some of the comments on there. Look at Bailey. They can get woke now. <laughs> Listen. They can, they can believe that their home is being destroyed now. There are good and bad things that come with unlimited knowledge. Mm. All right? And it's up to us as individuals how we are going to react to that knowledge. I feel like God says something like that and how, in the beginning of time. And how we are going <laughs> how we are going to uh, go about the world with all of that knowledge. Are we going to question things? Are we going to believe every single thing that we see? Are we going to keep our principles? Are we going to are we going to take rights away from other people? There's there's good and bad that comes from knowledge. Mm-hmm. There's good and evil. Yeah. That comes from all of that the the tree of you of eat knowledge. The, you eat the fruit at your own peril. <laughs> okay. That's right. But these people just like us are going to have access to all of that knowledge and all of that education and all these potential ways that they can make their lives better. Listen, all of us, we joke around about how, oh God, the internet, if only we could just stop this curse from happening. But our lives are better than people before us. And a lot of it has to do uh, with the internet and with the access uh, to all of that knowledge, to all of that information, and the ability to uh, make money in all sorts of different ways. And it's also very important... And the fact that all of you are watching this show mm-hmm, right now, mm-hmm. over the internet. It's very important as well for, let's say you live in a tyranny. I'm not just I'm not talking about the Amazon right now, but people need information about the world. People need to know that it's different, in other, that there are different ways of life that could be better than the way that they have. Uh, in whatever part of of the world they live in. And so I think it's going to lead to a better standard of living for the people that get access to this internet. Although the part that I wasn't going to mention was all the comments talking about how this was actually going to be a bad thing for them and that they needed to uh, stay away from it. Gosh. All right. Let's do one last one. Which one? You want to do the the weed or the Colorado? Yeah. Minnesota will be the 23rd state to legalize recreational marijuana. 23. Just almost half the country now. Big middle finger to the federal government. Nullify. I. This is about as libertarian as you can get. Well, except for this actual law. Oh, um. well. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think just the sheer fact that they're giving the middle finger to the federal government, mm-hmm. that's pretty libertarian. Listen, the federal government says that they can't do this. Exactly. You know, they say, no, you can't have recreational marijuana in your state. That is what they are saying. And the state is saying, F you guys, we're going to have recreational marijuana. No. What are you going to do about it? No. Now, the bill also establishes an office of cannabis management, the OC, uh, OCM. The Ministry of Weed. Yeah. To mm-hmm. license and regulate commercial production and distribution. They'll be subject to a 10% retail tax in addition to standard state and local taxes, which total up about 8% in Minneapolis, for example. Local governments will be allowed to regulate retailers and cap their number, but will not be allowed to ban them entirely. Cannabis consumption initially will be limited to private residences, but the law eventually will allow marijuana use at specially licensed businesses and events. (sighs) Okay. No longer the cigar bar. This is the marijuana bar. It's it's better than... The current situation, although it's going to create a big bureaucracy, it sounds like, and uh, of course, <laughs> they got to at least get the get a little piece for themselves in there. But it's still better. 
That's okay. a good question uh, from Nate in the live group. Does Biden legalize it federally in a last-ditch effort to save his presidential bid? No. I am, well... Nate says no to Nate. Listen, I have a, I've got a conspiracy theory and that a lot of people have, but the pharmaceutical company's worst nightmare is if people legalize marijuana, okay? It's, it can help with a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And there is so much money thrown out there from the pharmaceutical industry that I don't know if they're ever going to legalize this. The thing hampering the, the weed industry right now, a big thing, is access to loans, banks. It's, it's big pharma. Things like that. And I think big pharma is wanting to keep them down. You're talking about pain management, non-technically, anxiety, non-addictive. Anxiety man- management. Technically, non-addictive. management. All of these things. Now, it can affect people in different ways, but, you know, I think certain people do much better on weed than when they don't have it. Uh, that's, I've, that's my empirical evidence. My biggest issue is that there are people who think you can smoke as much of it as you possibly want, and weed does no harm to your body or your brain whatsoever. No one's ever died from it. There's no negative effects from weed. And there are a lot of people who think that way but there haven't actually been the proper studies done on this because they can't it's, they think do the proper studies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they think because the weed fried their brain. That's why they think that way. What we need are people to be aware of the fact that, yeah, it's okay if you do this, but like anything, it's good in moderation. Mm. You can overdo it. Yes. You can have negative long-term effects. Trust me. <laughs> I know people, yeah. okay? Yeah. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend, a family member, and your fellow pothead. Mm -hmm. Share it with them. And, um, you know, if they live in Minnesota, they're probably pretty happy. Mm -hmm. So um, if that's a free way that you can share, uh, support the show. Another free way is also leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please, and thank you if you like the show. If you don't like the show, then stop listening. It's a free show. Mm -hmm. You don't have to listen. Get over it. If you want to support us monetarily, which we would appreciate more than anything because we have, you know, a new studio, Nate still needs, you know, money, money. Yeah. Yeah, He he needs to brush his teeth and (laughs) he's got a dog to take care of now. God bless. Dogs are so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So please sign up for the Fed Haters Club at joingml.com or go to godhatesfeds.com. Get yourself some merchandise while you're there. Click the link. Join the Fed Haters Club. It's a fun place to hang out. We got a lot of cool people in there Um, and you know, you get access to different kind of perks. Definitely usually a pre-show, sometimes a post-show, live events, all kinds of things. We got the 1000th episode coming up sometime soon that we may not need to plan. (laughs) The 1000th episode is uh, on Monday. (laughs) So we can still celebrate it at some point. Okay. Um, And, but the only way that you're going to be able to celebrate is if you're in the live group. So Um, do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty.